thank you to those who are joining us on um, LiveGate Outreach TV or the um, Boss Proud audio channels. Living in purposeful creativity. Can I have the banner up, please? This is going to be uh, an eight-part series, nine-part series, sorry, which will look at vision, discipline, righteousness, peace, joy, faith, delegation, prudence, and integrity. These are things that God wants us to look at in terms of how to have uh, a creative lifestyle. So today we're looking at the creative lifestyle of vision. The importance of vision can never be overemphasized in the body of Christ. The Bible says we are created in the image of God. Every one of us has a purpose. The day I was born on July the 19th, 1969, God knew that one day I will be standing right here doing exactly what I'm doing. And so many things have happened in my life up to that time. I've lived in several countries, done several things, been to several places, flown thousands of miles. But here I am doing those things that are contributing to my very essence on earth. And I want you to know that you are not a biological accident as well. God will establish his purpose in your life in the name of Jesus. So the scriptures command us to be purposeful. Genesis 1.26, he said, be fruitful. Verse 27, verse 27, he said, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth. This is an individual and a collective responsibility. And to achieve this, we must know how to creatively engage with vision. This is receiving and manifesting the purposes of God for our lives. Habakkuk chapter 2 is a very popular verse of scripture that we ought to be reflecting on any time that we are looking at the topic of vision. The Bible makes us to understand in that place. He said, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch what he will say to me. I will receive what he will say to me. He said, and I will answer when I am corrected. May God help you to receive what he will say to you. There are things you must hear from God. You have not heard it. That's why life is looking the way it's looking. When you hear certain things from God, it settles certain problems and issues of life. May God help you to hear from him. In the name of Jesus. He said, then the Lord answered me, verse 2, and said, can I have somebody on the projection? The Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tablets. That he may run, thank you very much, sir. That he may run who reads it. Verse, two, verse 3 now. He said, for the vision is yet for an what appointed time. But at the end, it will speak and it will not lie. I want to quickly tell you five things there. Number one, receive a vision. Receive a vision by prayer, going still before God. You need to receive a vision. You need to learn how to hear from God constantly. For yourself, for your spouse, for your children, you need to know how to hear from God. When you hear from God, you will be able to take spontaneous decisions that can be life-changing. He said, I will wait to see what he will say to me. Verse 1. I will wait to see what he will say to me. And then verse 2. He said, write the vision. Be serious about what God is saying to you. If you don't hear and document it, you will lose it. You will make light of it. There are things that God will speak to you now. Because they are for an appointed time, you need to write them down and think through with God as to how the time would be. And let him help you. 
He said, for the vision is for an appointed time. Make it plain upon tables. That means go in bold declarations, making everyone that needs to hear about your vision hear about it. This is not a boastful attempt to want to flex or to want to say you have a calling or something. But where you need to make your declarations, you need to make your declarations. You need to be confronting certain things that are telling you you cannot do it. When I was called into ministry six years ago, some people said, but Brother Dave, you travel so much. You are always flying. You are always traveling. You do this. You do that. How do you want to do this? Do you think ministry is... And I heard all kinds of things. And I said to them, God called me. God will help me. And all, I, I have not stopped traveling. Those of you know, I've been to five countries this year. I've been to Trinidad and Tobago. I've been to Hong Kong. I've been to Nigeria. I've been to Florida. I've been to Miami, uh, Florida, twice. This year alone, between now and the, between January and this month. And I've been in church almost every Sunday, if you look at it. I think I've missed maybe two Sundays out of all those kind of trips. When God calls you and he gives you a vision, it is not for you to think it about how it is going to be. It is for you to just continue to catch it, continue to receive it. So it becomes a lifestyle. Why am I so audacious that we will buy this building? We have only 31,000 pounds in the bank. We put 20,000 from our savings. So we have 51,000. Why am I so audacious that we will buy a property that is going to cost almost 1 million to buy and do and all that? Because God said it. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> God said it. When you catch like this, something pounds on your inside that is not ordinary. Believe me. It's a sweet place to be. You just know that God said it. There is energy. There is strength. There is favor. Things start to happen by themselves because God said it. May you hear what God is saying to you. I say, may you hear what God is saying to you. In the name of Jesus. When you go by God's timing, you are strengthened. You need to learn how to overcome every limitation by putting your trust in God. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 6. The Bible says, he said, ah, Lord God, I cannot speak. I am a youth. But the Lord said to him, do not say I'm a youth. For you shall go. Somebody say, you shall go. Say, you shall go. Look at your neighbor. Say, you shall go. And do what God said. You shall go and do what God said. Whatever God said to you to do, just do it. If we did not take this building in the year 2013, when God said it's available, if I looked at it and said, ha, I don't have a congregation, I don't have money saved, Lord, I don't have, he would just look for the next pastor. He looks for the next one, he's calling. Say, yeah, my son, go to Shortaker Street. There's a building that is available for my work there. And I call the first one, he's dilly-dallying. You take it. Because God's availability, his word does not return to him, what? Void. Join the choir. Play the instrument. He said, hey, maybe next year. Before you know it, he will raise somebody doing the work perfectly. God's word never returns to him void. Don't joke. When he says to you to do, just do. And I pray he will continue to give you grace. In the name of Jesus. Verse 17 of Jeremiah said, therefore, prepare yourself and arise. We're going to be looking at these things throughout the week. So I'm just skimming through. Prepare yourself and arise. Prepare yourself and arise. You are the one that has a responsibility to prepare yourself. God is not going to speak to you and prepare you. He will speak to you, then you prepare yourself. You make a determination. We're going to year seven. What am I going to do differently? Will I be committed the same way? Will I still do the same thing? Will I give the same way? 
Just about six months ago, God, I said to God, when we started, I said, Lord, let in every offering in this place that I don't give less than a particular amount. That let it not be that I give less than a particular amount. And I went like that for about five years and I was doing it and I was thankful. I said, Lord, I thank you. You committed, I committed to this thing and you have been helping me. And very recently, he said, it's time to step it up. <laughs> it's time to step it up. And I stepped it up and it's joy again. I am waiting for that day when offering, not tithes, in this place, I will give 1,000 pounds offering. And then they call for the next meeting, I'll give the next 1,000 pounds. Hallelujah. Oh, you are not waiting for it for yourself. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you don't desire it, you will never attain it. You need to desire it, then God will put it. Somebody, wise man said, when God puts it in your heart, he will put it in your hand. Very, very wise saying. I want to close this by saying this. He said, prepare yourself. And speak to them all that I command you. Do not be dismayed. Don't be afraid. Don't say I don't have the, I'm not of the right fix. He said, don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Lest I dismay you. You will not be dismayed. I say you will not be dismayed by God. Verse 18 says, for behold. Verse 18, I have made you. Behold, there means see. Envision. See what I'm saying. I have made you this day a fortified city. What God has made you may not look like it today, but it is already established. I say it is already established. The, the, the champion God has called you may not look like it today, but it is already established in the name of Jesus. I just want you to know that it is important for you to locate the things that you need to behold. Before this point, God showed Jeremiah an almond tree. He said, you have seen well. He said, what do you see? He said, I see an almond tree. He said, you have seen well. For I will hasten my word to perform it. And then he said, what do you see again? He said, I see a boiling pot. He said, you have seen well. He said, because there is going to be a rising of the king from the north. But there is going to be victory. So there is always something around you that you need to see for the bigger assignment. Zacchaeus saw a sycamore tree. He went on it and that day salvation came to him. You need to see. Nobody told Zacchaeus about a sycamore tree. Of course, he was a short man, but he saw that tree and he changed everything. Nehemiah went to the high place on the walls he was going to build. And the Bible says he was going around it and he was looking at the city. And as he saw, strength was coming. As he saw, strength was coming. God took Abraham, who had never had a child, to say, look at the stars. Look at the suns by the sea. Those things that you can see around you are the things that should spoil your faith. Peter said... If it is you that I am seeing your image, Lord Jesus, my paraphrase, just tell me to come. And Jesus said to him, come. And he walked on water like the image of who he was seeing. What are you seeing? You need to see what God is seeing so that you can do what God is saying. You need to see what God is seeing so that you can do what God is saying. Don't stay in the flesh. A lot of things are being said about the church of today on social media and various places. And I know that the church has failed God in many ways. We have. But I want to assure you that this is no ordinary ministry. I have no iota of capacity in me to do what you see me do here by the grace of God. I have no iota of capacity inside me naturally to make this work. I can't. I don't know how. But there is a backing of God upon this work. And I am so confident that as many that truly commit to it, 
the way I am experiencing God in my own personal life, undeniably, I know that that same way, God is going to back everyone in the name of Jesus. The reason why you cannot fail is because this ministry cannot fail. I said this ministry cannot fail. And because this ministry cannot fail and you are part of it, you cannot fail. And you will not fail. The Lord will not fail us. We will keep advancing from glory to glory. A time will come, Jesus turning to come. This ministry will celebrate 60 years. 60 years. In the name of Jesus. This ministry, Jesus turning to come. This ministry will go 600 years. In the name of Jesus. Let's rise to our feet and trust God. Oh,